I'm a dude, and I'm inviting you to join me on a podcast about brew. Does that include stouts? Yes. Yes, of course it includes stouts. Like I was saying, join us every Saturday on the journey hey, hey, into... Hey, co- wait a minute. Do you, do you guys do anything about, like, IPAs? Yes. Like that? Yes, of, yes, of, yes, we do IPAs. Okay. It's, okay. It, yes. Anyway... Join us on the Journey into Comics Network for Brews with Dudes. Whoa, whoa, Epi- hey, hey, do you, have you guys ever, do you care if I bring some Zima on? Yes, I care if you bring Zima. Zima doesn't count. Zima, oh. Zima's, Dr. Dongo. Anyway, join us every Saturday for a podcast that delves into the craft brew world. Following, following. following. the following journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. Hello and welcome to another episode of. It's for Sale Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Chris, as usual. Uh, and uh, kind of also as usual, uh, with me tonight is no guest. Uh, it's just me flying solo again tonight. Um, which is okay, because I know uh, it's the holiday season and everybody's busy. So uh, I'm going to make this a quick one anyway, because I'm also pretty busy uh, getting ready for the holidays and stuff is uh it's really tied tied me up for the last couple of weeks uh putting up the christmas lights and you know christmas shopping and all that stuff so it's it's been tough to find time to record this episode which is why a i'm solo again and b uh i'm gonna make it a quick one and i you know what i'm hearing a little buzzing and i don't know why oh now it went away I wonder if that's going to show up on the audio, on your audio. Anybody else hearing a buzzing? Uh, maybe not. Maybe I'm just being paranoid. Um, but anyway, uh, this is episode... God, I don't... I, don't I, I should look this up before I start recording, but I never do. Um, so I don't know what episode number it is. And actually, uh, Ashley changed her computer settings. Now she's got this, like... Her windows looks like like a phone, uh, like the tiles on, on the apps and the. I gotta hate it. I hate the way she has it set up. So, uh, actually, you know, what, while we're talking about computers, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say that my my beautiful wife has uh, purchased me a new computer that I can start recording my podcasts on. Uh, she got me a MacBook for Christmas, which uh, well, shit, now I. Like what? What can I get that compares to a MacBook? <laughs> she really screwed me on this one. It's it's the one of the nicest gifts, if not probably the nicest gift anybody's ever gotten me. And uh, now I have, you know, what I was planning on getting her doesn't even compare to this. So I don't know. But uh, my, the reason I was bringing it up is like, uh, so the MacBook only has the. Uh, forgive me for not using the correct terminology. I'm not a Mac guy, but I think it's called the Thunderbolt ports uh, instead of USB ports. Uh, and I don't have anything that can go from Thunderbolt to my my audio interface, so I interface, so I can't record. I can't record with it until I get a new adapter or something. Um, so it's sitting here on the desk desk next to me, just waiting to be used, like. You know, like that toy that you get on Christmas morning as a kid that, you know, batteries not included and, you know, Santa forgets to get batteries in your stocking that year. So you just got this brand new toy that you just want to play with and you can't use it. Uh, that's how I feel right now, uh, which actually brings up brings us right to our topic, which, by the way, I did look. We're on episode 15. This is episode 15. Welcome. Welcome to episode 15. Uh, it brings us right to our topic is Christmas. Uh, yeah, obviously, uh, if you're listening to this episode right as it's coming out, uh, it is December 14th when this episode drops. I'm actually recording on the 13th. So Christmas is just a, a week and a half away. Um, and, you know, Christmas is a 
very tough time and very rewarding time of year, both for parents. Uh, and, you know, for anybody, anybody really, but for parents that, you know, it's stressful because you want to make it the best holiday you can for your kids, but it also a lot of times means it's going to be expensive. So uh, I know in my household, for instance, that's meant that I've been working a ton of overtime lately. Um, yeah, the last, like, I don't know, three or four weeks, I've been on, you know, 60-hour weeks or so, 70-hour weeks, which, I mean, compared to what I used to work when I was working construction, 60 hours a week is really nothing. But, you know, you, you get used to working the 40-hour weeks for the last year and a half. Going back to 60 hours is like, ugh, you know, it's draining. Um, and actually, last week I was on nights, so... But I'm getting off topic here. Well, not really, not really, because this this brings up a good point: is uh, the sacrifices that parents have to make sometimes for their kids around the holiday time. Um, that's it's it's tough because I want to give my kids the best Christmas I can give them, which means I need extra money, so I have to work extra. But while I'm working extra, I'm missing time at home with them. You know. So you have to find that balance, you know, you can't just go in and work doubles all week long just so you can have Christmas money because in, in the meantime, like, that's a week or two weeks or whatever that you're giving up seeing your kids entirely, you know, and I know it, it's rewarding on that Christmas morning, but don't you think they would have rather had that time with you all leading up to that day? I mean, a toy is a toy, but time with you, that they can never get that back, you know? And you can never get that back with them. So that's something to think about. Don't kill yourself working for Christmas. Um, I've, I, I, maybe I should have taken my own advice because I, I did. I, I worked probably a lot more the last few weeks than I needed to, and more than I should have. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess that's the first thing I wanted to say was, you know, the, the money is important, but time is also important. Find that find that right balance. Uh, especially going around the holiday season, you know, being around your family during the holidays is important, not just on the holiday itself, but spending that, that season with them, you know, uh, there's a lot of stuff you can do with your kids to prepare for the holiday season. We, we've been trying to do as much of it as we can. You know, we decorated our house for Christmas. That meant that me and Mark sat for a couple hours at the kitchen table, stringing out all of our Christmas lights and checking every single bulb and, uh, you know, making sure they were all in the right order and stuff. And I, did I talk about this already? I know I've told the story to like 15 people already about, you know, we checked all of our lights and everything. Uh, okay, maybe I'll recap. I'll, I'll try to go through the quick version. So we sat at the kitchen table for a couple hours, stringing out all of our lights, checking all of our bulbs, and, uh, you know, making sure they were in the right order. I said all that already. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so we did that. And then it came time to put them up. We strung them around the house. We, you know, we plugged them all together to make sure that they were going to reach where we wanted them to reach. Because this is our first time decorating this house for Christmas. So I wasn't sure how many strings I needed. I wasn't sure how, you know, where to start and where to end. And so this was all new. So I got up on the roof. I started clipping, you know, putting the clips on the gutter. Mark passes me up the lights. I start clipping the lights into the, into the gutter clips. And I get all the way around the house. Everything looks great. Uh, I run the extension cord up there. I get it plugged in on the back deck. And I go around to the front to take a look at, you know, how it looks. And there's two 10-foot sections, one one on one side of the house, one on the other, just dead. You know, the rest of the lights are all lit up. It looks great. But two 10-foot chunks right out of the middle. And it's like, what the hell, man? I checked every single one of those lights. And Mark, actually, that was Mark's favorite part was helping me check all the lights. We had, we kind of got a system down and it was fun. I know it's, it's, it's work. So you wouldn't think the kids enjoy it, but you know, sometimes kids around, especially around Mark's age, anything that like, you know, he sees dad working around the house and stuff and he, he wants to like help out and be a, be a dude with dad, you know, and the Christmas lights, that was something easy that I could put him on to help me out with that, that really helped him. It really made him feel like he was helping out, you know? So I, he was, he was you know, I was pulling out the old bulbs and he was giving me new ones to replace them with and stuff. So it, it ended up being pretty fun. So keep that in mind if you have kids around that age that, that uh, 
it's helpful to have them help you. I know sometimes it's frustrating trying to get kids to help you with anything because you know they're not doing it right and then then you have to fix everything that they're doing but you know it's it's rewarding too because now he looks at the lights on the house and he's like he thinks to himself you know I did that and uh it's a point of pride so he enjoys it more um but yeah so those two two goddamn 10 foot sections right in the middle but we got them fixed it took a week and a half so I, I had just left them unplugged for like a week and a half and but we got them fixed and now our house looks decent for for Christmas. This is a the last Christmas, actually the last two Christmases we were in an apartment, so it's not like we had a whole house to decorate. Ashley does an amazing job of decorating like the insides of the house for the holidays. She has totes just full of stuff ready to go, window clings and stuff to hang on the walls and you know, put the little knick-knacky stuff out on the shelves to make it more festive and stuff. And that's not just Christmas either. She has uh Halloween stuff, Thanksgiving stuff. She has uh, St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day, Easter. She's every every season is covered. Um, we just have totes under the stairs now of all that stuff. But anyway, I'm sidetracking again. So the last two years, we just had the apartment to decorate. So we decorated the inside real nice, but all we could do outside was like our balcony. So we just wrapped our balcony railing with Christmas lights, and that was it. So this year it was like you know, we have an entire house to do now. And, and even now, I mean, if if you drive past my house, it's not like, it's not the best looking house on the block. It's literally just a string of lights around the gutters and then an inflatable light up Santa and snowman in the front yard. But you know, it's, it's a little bit of something and the kids helped, the kids enjoyed helping out. And they, now that they look at the snowman, you know, the girls helped me put up the snowman and the Santa and Mark helped me put up the lights. And, uh, it was fun. It was fun. Um, so let's see what else. Uh, did I start talking about anything else? I I need to start keeping notes because especially on these solo episodes, I get myself so sidetracked. I don't even remember where I started. Um, Christmas lights, uh, the Christmas tree. We all decorated our Christmas tree together. Um, we kind of make a, I, I know this, it's not like this is our tradition and, you know, I'm sure everybody does it this way, but we have, you know, I have a bunch of ornaments from when I was a kid, like handmade ornaments that I made in school and, you know, stuff like that, that I, I let, I started letting the kids put those up on the tree this year, but every year it's been like, you know, those are my ornaments to put up. And then we have every year we get, let the kids each pick out their ornament. Or, Jeez, I can't talk today. Every year we go take the kids to the store and they get to pick out a new ornament for the season. Um, so each year there's a new set of ornaments on the tree uh, and the kids get to always hang up their own ornaments. And then once we get all of like the special ornaments up, then we just fill the rest of the tree with like those, just the regular ball ornaments. I don't even know what you call those. Just the the globe orb. I don't know. The glass balls, some of them are glittery, some of them are shiny, some of them are like a matte finish. I hate the glittery ones. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Glitter is the worst thing, and it sucks. Kids love glitter, and I hate it. It gets on everything, and it never comes off. You have to burn the place down to get it to come off. But the kids love it, so eh, more glitter, I guess. I'm going to have glitter in my house till I die, I guess. But, uh, so, you know, yeah, we did the Christmas tree. Um, this year we, we usually take our kids to, uh, I guess this, this is going to be kind of local only, but I'm guessing most of the people that listen to this are local anyway. Um, near where we live, there is a candy factory, um, in Hobart, Indiana or Maryville, Indiana. I don't know technically what the address is, but it's in the Hobart or Merrillville area. If you're familiar with it, the candy factory is called Albany's. Uh, now nation nationally, like Albany's gummies are pretty famous nationwide. Um, so if you're listening from other parts of the States, you may have seen Albany's gummies around Well, the, the Albany's gummies are all made in Northwest Indiana and in their factory, 
uh, like the front end of their factory, they have a candy store. And in the candy store, uh, for Christmas and Easter, they set up, you know, a, they have a, a photo company come in and they take pictures with Santa and pictures with the Easter bunny. And actually in Northwest Indiana, it's the best Santa around, I think, uh, well, it was. We 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 always thought it was. So that's where we've been taking the kids for the last several years to get their pic- pictures with Santa was the Albany's Candy Factory. And it, it's great. It's a great setup, a great backdrop. The Santa's always really good. Um and the 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 picture pricing is not terrible. It's better than some places I've seen. Uh and then the kids get a little bag of gummies free with the with the photo session. And then also it's just fun because the the store itself is just fun to bring kids to. I mean, it's a little bit of a nightmare because it's always busy in there. Um, Oh, boy, I might be locking up. Oh, no, the screen just froze, but it's still recorded everything, I think. Um, Yeah, it's a bit of a nightmare sometimes. Uh Uh-oh, maybe it's... Oh, yeah, it is recording. Okay. I'm I'm watching the waveforms on the screen, and they keep freezing up, but it's... it's, uh, Yeah, it's recording. So... Uh, anyway, yeah, the candy factory is a bit of a nightmare because it's busy. Um, but it's actually, it's really fun. It's not like Willy Wonka or anything. It's not any crazy, like, you know, there's nothing crazy about it except for one side does have like this big giant, like dripping chocolate fountain thing. But I don't know a, if that's even real chocolate and B, I don't, if it is real chocolate, I don't think you can like eat it or anything. I don't. I know for sure there's nothing you can dip into it. I don't know if the employees dip something in it or not. I've never seen anybody dipping anything in this chocolate fountain. Um, if it's even still there, I don't know. I, we didn't go this year. That's what I was getting around to. We didn't go to Albany's this year. We may go this weekend, um, but probably not. Uh, we instead opted to go to uh, Cabela's, which. I know Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops are big in this region, so there's there's a lot of them. Uh, not a lot of them. There's one Cabela's nearby and one Bass Pro nearby. Um, but I do know there's a, it's a chain. I don't know how far that stretches if it's coast to coast or if it's just like a Midwest thing or not. But uh, they're they're basically like hunting and fishing stores, you know, hunting and fishing. I kind of sounded more like a hillbilly if I wanted to. They are outdoorsman stores um but they set up a little santa's village thing where you can get your picture taken and the reason we opted to go to this one this year which uh if if you are a family with pets keep in mind uh they are pet friendly uh we were able to bring our dogs with us and we got a picture all as a family with our dogs and the kids and uh it was nice when we got there there was only one family in front of us uh and they were out of the way pretty quick and then we got in line and uh our dogs wouldn't sit still so they had to snap picture after picture after picture trying to get a picture of everybody sitting still well then the line started piling up and i started feeling guilty ashley always gets mad because like i go out of my way to make sure like i'm not inconveniencing other people and meanwhile like i'm giving up the stuff that i want and uh, a lot of times that means it cuts into like stuff that she wants to <laughs> like if she, if she had had her way we probably would have sat and took another 50 pictures and it would have taken another 10 minutes and we would have inconvenienced everyone else in line behind us which realistically you know what tough shit you know we were in line first they can wait on us it's our turn uh, and we should take our turn until we're done the employees there weren't like rushing us or anything they were they were trying their best to make sure we got a good picture Um, I was the one rushing and, uh, we ended up with a picture, uh, actually it looks pretty nice. It's, it was a nice picture except for our, our female dog, uh, duck. She's like moving a little bit. So she's a little blurry thing her. So Ashley's hand is a little blurry too, trying to catch her and hold her still. Um, but other than that, the picture turned out pretty nice. I wish we had planned a little bit more ahead. I'll, I'll I'll put the picture up on Facebook. I know I've been saying that a lot lately, and I, I keep forgetting to put pictures up. But uh, also keep in mind the pictures I've been trying to put up. I don't actually have copies of them. I've been trying to find copies of them, and I it's hard to track them down. I, and I just don't have the time. But 
this picture, the Santa picture with our family this year, I, I have it right on my Facebook, so I should be able to share it to the Kids for Sale page pretty easy. Um, so you can see how nice our family picture turned out. And you can see the backdrop, too. If you're interested in getting your picture taken at Cabela's or at Bass Pro, they had a nice backdrop, a good Santa. Everybody was patient and friendly. And we got a free print. You know, that, that's even better. They, they gave us a free print of the picture. Now you could pay a little bit extra to get extra copies if you want to distribute them, give them out to your family members or something. But if you're just getting a picture for just you to hang up at home, friggin' go to Cabela's. It's free, free picture, nice backdrop, free print, and it's pet friendly, kid friendly. And it was great. It was nice. Uh, the dogs did really well in the store. Surprisingly, the kids a little less well in the store. <laughs> um, but they did okay. It was it was fun. Um, Mark is way more into the outdoorsy stuff, obviously, than the girls are. Mark is obsessed with guns and stuff, and you know, Cabela's is the place to go if you want. If you if your kid, well, I shouldn't say if your kid. If you're into guns, Cabela's is a place to go. I'm not a gun guy, uh, so it I Cabela's doesn't interest me at all. I'm also not a fishing guy. I'm not a anything outdoors. I like to camp occasionally. But uh, other than that, I, I'll stay inside, please. Um, so Cabela's does nothing for me. But Mark loved it. There was toy guns there, and he kept, oh, can we go look at the real guns? And he's like, nah, man. We're, we're, I'm not dragging pit bulls around while I sh- shop for guns. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not that guy. So anyway, uh, that was our Christmas picture experience this year, um, which... I guess uh, if any of you are listening to this in proximity of your children, um, I should have put this warning up top, but I don't think I've said anything bad yet. But since we are discussing Christmas, uh, there are some kid-sensitive issues uh, to be discussed about Christmas. So maybe at this point, if your kids are around, why don't you go ahead and turn this program off and come back to it later when your kids aren't around. So uh, you've been warned. The rest of the the rest of the episode may have some spoilers. Let's put it that way. Um, but yeah, Christmas shopping. So uh, we've gotten actually a good portion of our Christmas shopping done. Just between, uh, we didn't go Black Friday shopping this year. I've gone Black Friday shopping a lot of years, but I, you know, now that. Black Friday starts at basically like it's like lunchtime on Thanksgiving now that the stores are opening and that's it's ridiculous. It's too early. Um I was I was okay with it up until they started doing it before midnight and then now I've just completely lost interest. So I didn't get any of the doorbusters or anything, but we tried to do some of the online shopping. We got some decent deals. Um so uh yeah, the 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 Christmas shopping Black Friday is decent if you have the patience and the time for it. I don't recommend it. Um, do the online deals instead. And even better, well, I'm not going to say even better, but uh, there's some decent deals on Cyber Monday as well, which is Black Friday. Um, so if you didn't start your Christmas shopping then, man, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, it's, there's some actually some decent... Man, I don't know what to tell you. There's some actually some decent deals going on at the stores right now, but I mean, you missed your good shopping window uh, around Thanksgiving. That's the best. That's when everything is cheapest. So if you're at this point still shopping, like you could have done better. Uh, so keep that in mind next year. If you're a new a new parent and you didn't know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't know. That's it's all you see on TV, the commercials for Black Friday and everything. You, you know the deals you missed, and uh, be a little smarter next year, I guess. Uh, you know what Walgreens does every year for Christmas, uh, and I think CVS does something similar since they're like direct competition. Um, I might be wrong about CVS. I know Walgreens does this for sure. They have like a whole, like a whole row of toys that are, I don't know, like between five and. $20 or something, uh, that are always like buy one or buy, I don't, I don't, it's, there's some crazy deal like buy two, get two free or buy, buy one, get one free or I don't know. Uh, 
we took advantage of that. Well, I, I can't say I took advantage of that. Ashley took advantage of that. So that's actually where we did a majority of our Christmas shopping this year was at Walgreens. Because the, the girls at four years old, they don't need anything big and expensive. They don't need anything fancy. They they want The more stuff you have at that age, the better. Not the better stuff, the more stuff. It's not till they get to be around the age Mark's at where they really start noticing like the quality of their gifts, you know? Um, so when they're young, you could fill them up with just Dollar Tree gifts and they're happy. They just, they love that, that idea of unwrapping something and not knowing what's inside. So the more somethings that they can unwrap, not knowing what's inside, the better. So, I mean, don't break your back. Break your back. That's such a stupid term. That's not what I meant to say. Don't don't go too far out of your way to get your four-year-old, like, the hottest gift of the season. Like, last year, I think it was Hatchimals or whatever. Uh, and, yeah, the girls wanted Hatchimals. And you know what? They didn't get them last year because I'm not we – don't, we don't do, like, the big toy craze usually. Uh, granted, I, I've there's been nothing really worth getting, but – the Hatchimals were just nuts. I mean, it's like 60 bucks or I don't maybe even more. I don't even remember how much they were. I just remember they were insane and they were constantly sold out and I, I, they were they were 3 last year, you know? Are they even in in 5 years are they even going to remember that they didn't get a Hatchimal? No. But you know what? We got them Hatchimals this year because they're cheaper this year. A lot easier to get this year. So you know, the big toy that they wanted last year, they're getting it this year for half the price and half the effort. Ah, that's a crappy way to put it. Not half the effort, but, you know, it was easier to get them. I didn't have to wait in line at a store at midnight to make sure I got one or anything. And it's just, it's a, it's, it's a it's toy animal that it only gets, you only get to hatch it once. You know, just buy them stuffed animals. Yeah, they don't get to hatch them, but you know what? It's so what? You're, you're going to pay sixty bucks just so they can hatch it once, and then it's just a toy at that point, and they could care less about it. So, I hope you didn't go crazy for Hatchimals last year, and I, I honestly probably paid more than I should have this year for them, because you're paying all that extra money just to hatch it out of an egg one time, and then throw that egg away, and then. It's just a toy that goes in the pile with the rest of the toys. Nothing else special about it. And that's what most of the like the hot toys are, you know. I don't know what makes them go crazy for them. I don't know if it's just like who has the best advertising that year or something. I remember when I was a kid, it was Tickle Me Elmo was one of them. I guess I wasn't a kid when that. I don't remember how old I was with Tickle Me Elmo. But that's like the first... That was the first like toy craze that I feel like I was aware of was the Tickle Me Elmo. And people were fighting at the stores over these Tickle Me Elmos. And it was, it was just an Elmo doll that you squeeze the stomach, stomach and it goes, ha, 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 that tickles. There's a billion toys that do that. A billion. They might not be Elmo, but there's... How many toys out there that you squeeze their belly and they laugh or something? There's so many of them. So many. And people are fighting for these friggin' Elmo dolls. And then Beanie Babies was another one. Luckily with Beanie Babies, it wasn't like stores were out of them. It was like if there was a certain one you wanted, yeah, you might not get that one. But there was like a hundred of them. Maybe more. I don't remember how many Beanie Babies there were. I know I had a dozen of them when I was a kid. But I had like the ones that the, the common ones, you know, the, because my mom wasn't going to go and fight people for the rare Beanie Babies. Who cares about that? They were little beanbag toys that had a, a heart-shaped tag on them, you know. This year, uh, from what I can tell, the hot toy or hot item is the uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu uh, bundle pack. For Nintendo Switch, that's at least that's one of the hot toy items. Because I'll tell you what, I'm looking for it right now because that's what Mark wants for Christmas. Uh, and we we got a Nintendo Switch about a month ago uh, that I drunkenly ordered on eBay. Actually, it, man, it had to have been way more than a month ago because I 
I quit drinking three months ago. I don't think I've talked about that on the podcast, but that's because it's not, that's not like to do with my kids or anything, but yeah, I, I quit drinking three months ago, but, uh, or maybe I wasn't drunk when I ordered it. Maybe Ashley was drunk and that's how I convinced her to let me order it. That's probably more likely. We ordered it a couple months ago from eBay, came in, and has been sitting in my closet ever since. Uh, and we debated about sending it back, or not sending it back, but we debated about reselling it or if we were going to keep it or not, because we already have PlayStation 4, and I mean, we barely get to use that. And the Mark is only over every other weekend. Scarlet's too young for a Nintendo Switch. I don't trust her with it. Um, so we debated if we were going to keep it or not, but end of the day, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. So I kind of wanted to keep it. Ashley wants Zelda breath of the wild. So anyway, so Mark's been asking for a Nintendo switch for Christmas. So, uh, the family is getting a Nintendo switch for Christmas just so it's not his name going on the tag. Otherwise he's going to think it's his and he can control it and tell the girls when they can and can't play it. And that's not happening. So it's going to be, uh, the plant family is going to get to open the Nintendo Switch for Christmas. But uh, in the meantime, he's also asking for Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. And, I mean, he can get the game without, like, the bundle pack. is It comes with the Pokeball, you know. If anybody's familiar with the Pokemon world, if you're not, get familiar with it because you're if you have kids, you're going to need to know. Because Pokemon has been hot since I was in middle school. It's it's and it keeps coming back over and over and over again, getting big again. And then it fades for a year or so, but then it comes back again when the next cycle of games comes out. So get yourself familiar with the Pokemon world because it, it it'll at least help you understand what the hell your kids are talking about. I lucked out because uh, Pokemon came out when I was in I don't know maybe fifth sixth grade. Uh, and I got it for Game Boy, and it's been one of my all-time favorite games since. Now, I didn't get deep into, like, the next generations. Uh, I'm still a first-gen guy, so as far as I'm concerned, there's only 151 Pokemon. Um, But, oh, God, that was the nerdiest thing I've ever said on this show. Anyway, uh, the Let's Go Pikachu game, the bundle pack comes with the game, that you can plug into your Nintendo Switch. And it comes with a controller shaped like the Pokeball. Um, that, from all the reviews I've read, is supposed to greatly enhance uh, playing the game. It's supposed to be really a really intuitive controller for playing Pokemon uh, Let's Go. Um, and it's supposed to be good for almost nothing else. However, uh, I, I keep finding out more and more cool stuff about it. Is It links to the Pokemon Go app. If anybody plays Pokemon Go on their phone or their kids play Pokemon Go on their phone, um, this Pokeball controller can link to your game on the Nintendo Switch and the game on the app so that you can transfer Pokemon. Well, you can already transfer Pokemon back and forth, but the cool thing is you can keep a Pokemon that you caught in the game captive in the ball. And then when you carry the ball around, the Pokemon gets experience points I'm really nerding out on this. And I know not everybody listening to this plays Pokemon. So you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, but it's, it's pretty cool. This bundle pack is really cool. And honestly, uh, you buy the game for 60 bucks. You can buy the controller separate for 50 bucks. It's $110. Uh, this bundle pack is $100. So all this extra work you're putting into finding the bundle pack, because the bundle pack is hot this year. The the Let's Go Pikachu is hot, and it's sold out everywhere. Um, Let's Go Eevee, Eevee is another Pokemon in the game, is a lot easier to find. So uh, if your kids are asking for the Pokemon Let's Go bundle pack, uh, just know that if they say they want the Pikachu one, they're going to be disappointed when they open the Eevee one. I'm sorry, sorry to you know, burst your bubble. They'll be excited that they got the game, but they're going to be bummed when they get the Eevee one if they specifically ask for the Pikachu one. Now, some kids like Eevee better, but clearly based on the sales that they're seeing in the stores and which ones are available in the stores still, uh, Eevee is the much less popular character. Pikachu is like the, I don't know, he's the, the mascot of the game, you know, and he has been for 
15 years. So uh, he's recognizable, and that's why everybody wants him. But, yeah, so this bundle pack is only saving you $10 over buying the components separately. But there's just something cool about that bundle pack. It just... it. Oh, well, for one thing, it comes with a special edition Pokemon that you can't get otherwise. So that's like the selling point is you can't catch this certain Pokemon unless you buy the bundle pack. God damn it, I'm nerding out. Nobody wants to hear about this. Nobody wants to hear about this. This is not a video game podcast. This is a kid's podcast. But you know what? This is important stuff for parents to know. If their kids are into Pokemon and they're asking for something and you have no idea what the hell they're talking about, do some homework, man. I mean, I know a lot of the people listening to this that have kids are probably around my age, so they grew up with video games and everything. Like, my mom is still, to this day, clueless about video games, but that's because she didn't have it when she was a kid. So she has no frame of reference for what it's like being a kid wanting these video games. And I do, so that's why I kind of do my homework on them. If there's a certain game Mark's asking for, I'll look it up. I'll look up how it's played and if he can handle it and, you know... Not that I censor him, but I also don't want him having to come up to me every three minutes and, hey, Dad, what does this do? And, hey, Dad, how do you do this? Because, you know, I don't want to necessarily play these games, so I just want to make sure he can without my assistance, you know? And that's really shrewd and shitty to say, like, oh, I don't want to play with my kid at all. And I don't mean it like that. But if you have kids his age that are playing video games, you know. You know how frustrating it is when you're in the middle of cooking dinner for them and they every minute and a half they're coming in hey dad i need you to do this and it's like hey i'm stirring a pot right here i can't quite do that and or you're out mowing the lawn and they you know they race out in the yard you know hey dad i don't know how to read it's like dude i i just need i need an hour to finish what i'm doing and then i can come help you but they don't understand that and that's why that's why it's just easier if you get the stuff that's tailored to them you know I shouldn't have to tell you that. You should know that already. But Pokemon Let's Go is a game that he can absolutely play. I already got him playing. I think I talked about this already. I I got him playing the Game Boy version of Pokemon, the original Pokemon Blue. I plugged that into the Game Boy, and I did it as like a test to see if, you know, since his reading scores were down and I can't get him motivated enough to read books around the house... Uh, I did it to see if there was something I could get him to care about reading, you know? Uh, And I figured a video game would be the way to do that. And guess what? He's doing it. He's not reading as much as I wanted him to. It's a very texty game, you know? Anytime you're in the middle of something, you know, it was before games, like, talked to you. So everything was in text. Um, So there's a lot of reading. And... One thing that backfired on me that I didn't think about was all the Pokemon names are just made-up words. So him learning to read those words has almost no value to him learning to read. I, that's not entirely true. He's still uh, picking apart the letters and and the sections of the words and sounding them out and pronouncing them. So that's it's helping his phonics skills, but it's not helping his vocabulary any and or the his understanding of sight words or anything he's just learning to read nonsense words uh by picking apart the sounds which is you know it, i have to imagine it's somewhat beneficial but not as not as much as i had originally thought when i was thinking this through but um yeah here i am sidetracked again talking about pokemon and i was talking about pokemon let's go but i think i'm done with that anyway Oh, Christmas shopping, Christmas shopping, Christmas shopping. Um, Elf on the Shelf. I'm going to go ahead and talk about Elf on the Shelf for a minute because it's, it's been a point of contention of mine for a couple of years now um, because it's it's annoying as hell. Uh, parents, if you're the parents that, like, go out of their way to stage these elaborate scenes with all your Legos or your action figures or whatever. And you're, you know, it's like a big, if, if your elf on the shelf thing is elaborate enough that you feel it's necessary to take a picture of it and post it all over social media, uh, fuck you kinda 
a little bit because there's a lot of us parents that don't have the time or patience or capability to do stuff like that. And you're ruining it for the rest of us, you know? Um, so like my kid, I don't, I don't have elf on the shelf at my house. I'm up until now I've refused to do it. And actually I was just talking to Ashley about it today that I'm, I'm kind of regretting it now because the girls are at the perfect age where they adore it. You know, um, I know my kids have one at their mom's house, so they've already gotten to see and play and the, the, the whole elf on the shelf game, whatever. And it's not a game, but you know what I mean? There's, There's like a whole thing about it. They get, they get it and they love it. I don't know if Scarlett has it at her dad's house. Uh, her dad, I won't get into that, but I don't know what her dad's doing for Christmas. So I don't know if she has an elf over there or not. I don't think she does. She's never mentioned it, but I feel bad. She would love it. I know she would. So I want to get one here, but seeing all you other parents that do all this elaborate stuff just ruins it for me because like, it's supposed to be just this, you know, you read them the story about the elf and uh, let me, let me walk you through it. If, if, if I, I talked to somebody today that literally had no idea what elf on the shelf was. So I guess if you've been living under a rock for the last five years and you just absolutely haven't heard of this thing, elf on the shelf is like a storybook that comes with this little elf doll, right? Uh, and the story is about this elf that, you know, basically this elf doll is, actually alive uh and he's like kind of santa's spy almost he watches the kids around the house to make sure they're being good and if they're naughty or whatever he reports it back to santa um and if the kids touch this elf doll it loses its magic and blah 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 so obviously the doll's not like up and walking around the house it's not really alive we all know this uh, but you know, toy story rules, you know, when we're not around, uh, the doll comes alive and can move around and stuff. So every night you're supposed to move this doll to a new location just so the kids wake up. And then it's kind of like a game every morning where they get up and they look for where's the elf today. What's he, what's he doing today? And, uh, that's kind of the fun of it is finding the elf and seeing what, what it got into and stuff. So mostly you're just supposed to like, move it around and like hide it. And maybe like one day it's hiding in the tree, looking out at everything. And one day it's literally on the shelf. That's the idea of it. It's sitting on a shelf watching them or, or, you know, stuff like that. But then you you can find it all over the internet. There's these parents that go out of their way that they get other toys involved where like the toys, like stormtrooper dolls are tying up the elf in a chair and like holding it at gunpoint and stuff like that. It's like, why, why do you got to, you know, or like the elf will make a big mess in the kitchen, like be sitting in the middle of a pile of sugar or something with sugar all over the counter and stuff. And then you got to clean all that shit up. And it's like, I don't know. I guess the one, the, those ones that I just mentioned are not really that elaborate. So it's not like they take that much time, but seriously, you have to know which ones I'm talking about. If you've seen it at all on the internet, you know, the parents I'm talking about, and that is annoying as fuck. All right? It's annoying. You're annoying. And everyone hates you, not just me. Cuz you're ruining it for everybody else. You're making what they're you're making the effort that they're putting in look like shit. So, everyone hates it. It's not just me. No, and it's it is just me. I'm being I'm being a, a grinch right now. Uh I got termites in my smile. God, that was lame. I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, so, uh, yeah, elf on the shelf. It annoys me. The parents that take it too far annoy me. I'm sorry for going off on a rant about it, but it annoys me. Uh, but actually, you know what? I'm going to be a hypocrite here now because, uh, there's been something that I saw it passed around on Facebook last year and it's getting passed around on Facebook again this year. Um, there's like a viral, not, not viral, but uh, there's like a meme being passed around, supposedly written by a teacher or something, uh, begging parents to like, you know, Christmas presents. Make sure when you give your kids Christmas presents, make sure 
that you just give them one from Santa or give them something small from Santa and then make the rest of them just from you. Because I can't tell you, you know, the, the parents, you know, the, the less fortunate families, how disappointed the kids are that blah, 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 that they see the kids get the fancy things and they think that Santa likes them less and stuff. Look, I get where you're coming from. I, I get where that's coming from. It's coming from a good place and it's coming from a meaningful place. But I'll tell you what, I, I grew up in, I'm not going to say we were poor, but we didn't, we didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up. Um, especially after my parents divorced, uh, and my mom is just my mom in the house. We didn't have a lot of money and, uh, my mom did the best she could every year for Christmas. And actually she, she, you know, she worked her ass off and my mom's very frugal. So she would just like save all year. And I realistically don't know how much she spent on us for Christmas, but there's ways to make your Christmas feel and seem better and fancier because you know little little kids they don't understand the monetary value of anything so if you're talking about kindergartners first graders second graders even like they don't know that santa spent more you know quote unquote santa spent more on their presence than on someone else's or vice versa they just you know they as long as you get them like a thing that they can get really excited about, you be, be creative with it. So maybe they're asking for an Xbox 360, or I guess it's Xbox One. Man, I'm showing my uh, my not keeping up with technology. Say they're asking for a Nintendo Switch for Christmas, and you don't have 300 bucks to drop on a Nintendo Switch. Uh, that doesn't mean that they they will only be happy with the Nintendo Switch, you know? Do some digging, find out something else that would mean a lot to them, and get them that, you know? Then then when they're comparing their Christmas gifts at school a couple weeks later, they'll they'll be able to say, I really wanted this, and Santa brought it to me. They don't know that, oh, Santa didn't get me my $300 gift, but he got me my $25 gift instead. They don't. They don't think in terms like that. So whatever this thing is that the teacher is passing around, maybe there is some truth to it in some classrooms, but you know what? Don't let that spoil. I don't know. I, I, I don't see anything wrong with uh, just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what my point is. All of our gifts are going to be from Santa. And I'm sorry if that offends anybody. I'm sorry if other parents are mad that I'm getting my son you know, a Nintendo Switch game for Christmas. Uh, and they are getting their kids socks. I don't know. I'm sorry. But you know what? If you only have $10 to get your kids Christmas presents, there are still ways to do it. So it's not just about the money. It's about how much effort you're going to put into it into making sure that that little bit amount of money you have is used the best that it can be. You know what I mean? So if your kids are really just getting socks and underwear, that's that's a little bit your fault still. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be shitty about it, but... uh, oh, Shit. No, that is shitty, no matter how I put it. Because maybe they need the socks and underwear. I don't know. I'm talking myself in circles here. I guess I'm I'm giving I'm playing devil's advocate on myself right now because I can really see both sides of this argument. Where where do you stand on this? Do, should you should you worry about what other parents are getting their kids for Christmas, or should you just worry about your own self and your own family and your own house? Realistically, the kids have so much time off after Christmas now. You know, uh, the especially this year, Christmas is like towards the beginning of Christmas break for my kids. And they're off for like another week and a half after that, before they go back to school. So by the time they get back to school, they're gonna, you know, yeah, they'll, I'm sure they'll talk about Christmas and they'll talk about the stuff they were excited about, but the, the bulk of the disappointment or excitement of the season is already over at that point. So they're going to get back to school that day and they're just going to be like, yeah, I got this for Christmas because it's not exciting anymore. They've had a week and a half to let the excitement fade. And, you know, 
and vice versa. Oh, I only got socks for Christmas. By the time they get back to school, they're they're over it. You know, kids are quick like that. They don't they don't hold on to things very long. At least in my experience, I don't know. I'm not a professional. I'm not a professional anything with kids. Why are you listening to this? Why are you taking my advice? I'm just a dad. I'm a dad with three kids that I've never taken a parenting class or read a parenting. That's a lie. I did read a parenting book. I read a couple of them before Mark was born. But that's uh, those those books have long since been irrelevant. You know, those were basically like for the the first year of the baby's life. What what then? Everything else from that point on. I've just been winging it, you know? That's what everybody does, I think. And you know what? My kids are happy with me winging it. So if you're taking all the time to read all the latest blogs and, you know, listen to the talk show hosts and whatever you're doing, that's a waste of time. The kids will let you know what they want and how they feel. and You got to take the time to listen to your own family and not just to the experts, you know, every kid is just so damn different that what's good for one family is not necessarily good for the, okay, that's, that's where I'm going to land on this, you know, this whole, should you make all of your kids gifts from Santa or not is, uh, you do what you think your kids can handle. If they're going to be going to school and bragging, like my, my, house, I got a Xbox and a PlayStation and a Nintendo Switch and blah, 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 blah. And if they're going to be picking on the other kids because the other kids didn't get what they got and blah, 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 blah. If they're going to be bullies about it, then fucking you gave that stuff to them, not Santa, you know? That way, at least, like, they can say, you know, oh, my dad got this for me, but Santa just got me the game or whatever. You know, if your kid's an asshole, maybe do it that way. If your kid's cool and polite and goes out of their way to make sure they don't hurt anybody's feelings, uh, like a certain boy in my family is always doing things like that, I think he can handle... If I if Santa gave him $1,000, I don't think he would go to school and brag about it. You know, because he knows he's sensitive to other people's feelings. Almost... To a fault sometimes. <laughs> um, and uh, he, he wouldn't... And, and I'm not... Okay. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, oh, my kid's perfect and your kid's an asshole. I don't mean it like that. Mark can be an asshole too sometimes. But uh, Mark is a very sensitive kid. I think we've discussed at length how sensitive he is sometimes. And with that comes a lot of empathy. Um, so he he is very in tune with other people feeling sad or angry and stuff like that. And he does his best all the time to make sure people aren't upset or mad because of him, you know? Uh, so in that way I can say he's, he's a pretty good kid. So he can handle getting the fancy presents from Santa cause he's not going to go brag about it. And also, he may be the one defending the kid that only got socks and saying, oh, those are really nice socks. That's the kind of kid he is. Maybe teach your kids to do that instead. You know? If you're really that worried about what other kids are getting and and what you're getting instead and blah, 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 maybe teach your kids to, you know, compliment the stuff, whether they think it's good or not, you know? I don't know. Again, I'm just spitballing here. Don't don't fuck if if you think I'm being an idiot, don't listen to any of this, I guess. I'm just uh talking about Christmas. I love Christmas. Uh Christmas music too. Christmas music's been on the radio for a while and I love it. It's the best part about Christmas is the Christmas music. Uh and unfortunately, my son doesn't like it. Um so <laughs> I was riding around in the car with him last week and he made me turn off my Christmas music. A kid making his dad turn off the Christmas music. Tell me that's not backwards. 
right? Anyway, this already went on longer than I wanted it to, because uh, I got stuff to do tonight still. Um, but I got on a roll here, talking about you idiot parents and idiot viral, you know, memes on Facebook, and I don't know. Do you do Elf on the Shelf? Do you... What do you, what is your opinion on the whole debate about should gifts be from Santa? Also, you know what? Here's something I wanted to ask. Um, maybe don't put this directly on my Facebook. If you would like to discuss this, uh, email me or direct message me on Facebook if you want. Uh, you can look me up, Chris Plant, on Facebook if you want, uh, and message me. Uh, again, I really hope your kids at this point are not listening to this. I did give you a warning a half an hour ago. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and just say this. What age is the correct age to fill your kids in about Santa? You know, the magic of the season. What what age is the appropriate age to just take that magic away from them? Uh, and I know this is this is not something that it's like a definitive seven years old for everyone. It's nothing like that. This is something that's very, you know, household to household, it's different. For instance, my older sister, she told all her kids at the same time when my nephew was like three, which I, man, I could have fucking murdered her for that because meanwhile, my son is also three and here her son is going to go and blab it to my son, which luckily, thank God, did not happen, still has not happened, because, I, I don't know, I, I want to let him go as long as he can. Mark is eight, he still believes. I don't remember how old I was when when it was revealed to me. I don't think I was much older than Mark. Maybe, maybe eight or nine years old. Um... I remember it was before my parents separated, which was when I was in third grade, 10 years old, I think, third grade. Is that right? 10 years old in third grade? Somewhere around there. Uh, it was before that, because the way I found out was I caught my dad. Uh, well, I woke up when the tooth fairy was leaving a dollar under my pillow. Uh, not very carefully. <laughs> uh, he wasn't very careful about it. So I woke up and I, pretend, I pretended to fall back asleep. Well, I pretended like I didn't wake up in the first place because I knew something was up, you know. Uh, I felt some ruffling around under my pillow. And I, at that point, I was thinking to myself, man, if the tooth fairy is really here and I open my eyes and I see her, she's going to disappear and I'm never going to get a dollar for my teeth again. So I just kind of squinted one of my eyes open and I saw my dad stuffing a dollar under my pillow. And, uh, I tried to fall back asleep, crying myself to sleep <laughs> after he walked out of the room. So that's how I found out. Uh, and at that point, you know, there was, at that point, there was already kids in my class that knew and they were, it was about 50, 50 in my class at that point, I feel like. And the kids that knew were teasing the kids that denied you know, and I just remember waking up that morning and thinking, oh God, they were right this whole time about everything. So I went and I talked to my mom that day and I said, so I think dad was the tooth fairy this morning, right? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, so if dad's the tooth fairy, there's no Easter bunny, is there? She said, no. Okay, if there's no Easter Bunny, there's no Santa either. Nope. And that was it. But, you know, the magic was over at that point. But there, then there's something special also about that stage in your life, especially when you have younger siblings. So, like, when Mark finds out, the thing that's going to be nice is he will know, but part of being in on the magic now is making sure you don't spoil the magic for the other kids. And I feel like that's, that's an important distinction too, 
is if you're one of those families that you're never your kids are never going to believe in Santa Claus because you don't want to lie to your kids or that was their excuse by the way it was oh we don't want to lie to our kids but you know if you're straight up like that then again fuck yourself a little bit uh, and I'm sorry for being so straight and vulgar about it but you know it's it's not lying just for the sake of like fuck it I'm going to lie to my kids about everything it's not like that and you know damn well it's not like that. So if you have that attitude about it, you're the asshole. You're lying to your kids to give them a little bit of childhood innocence and magic, you know. That's what you're giving them. You're not just giving them a head full of lies. You're giving them innocence. And when you, when you deny them that, you're denying them being a child. And I'm not, I'm not going to apologize for that because that's how I feel. If you deny your kid's right to be a kid, then you're wrong. You're straight up wrong. Kids need to have that period in their life. Otherwise, you end up with these like overly contentious asshole teenagers and adults that end up telling their kids that there's no Santa Claus when they're two years old. That's not happy. That's not fun. Let your kid have a childhood, you know? I will not apologize for that one. You're wrong. I'm not. Uh, how did I get into this now? Um, where was I going? Oh, yeah. So when your kid does eventually find out, uh, make sure you explain it to them that way. You know, that now they're... You know, they're the keeper of the secret too. And, you know, the right thing to do and the nice thing to do and the magical thing to do is to keep the magic going for the other kids the best that they can. I remember how excited I felt when I, because I had two younger sisters growing up in the house with me. And I remember how excited I was to, you know, play along with the Santa game for their sake, you know. And then on the holidays, at that point, my mom would let me get up in the middle of the night and help her bring the presents down. Sometimes I'd get to wrap them and I'd get to hide the Easter eggs. And, you know, was, there was a whole new level of fun to the holidays. So the magic wasn't completely gone. It was just my magic was now being dispersed to the other kids. You know what I mean? I guess that's, that sounds weird, but you, you get it. You get it. Yeah, so this went from being a short episode to now I'm over an hour. So uh, I like Christmas. So I talk about Christmas a lot. I could talk about it all day. I could go another hour if you want me to, but I know none of you want to. You're all busy too, and I'm, I've been on too long. I got to go. Um, as always, email me. I, that's the other thing I was going to say. If you want to talk about Santa stuff, don't, don't put it on my Facebook because I don't want any young eyes to... There's, there's kids on Facebook that are too young to be on Facebook, and I don't want any of them to see it. Or, you know, if you comment something and then someone else clicks on it while their kid's looking at the screen, now you spoiled it for them. But if you want to email me, uh, podcast at gmail.com, or like I said, look me up on Facebook, Chris Plant. You can message me directly. And let's talk about your opinion on Santa. And maybe uh, I will... I have one more episode of my season, I believe, I think, uh, maybe two. I'll have to talk to the boss man about that. Um, but I know I have at least one more episode before I take a break for the season. Um, and it should be dropping a few days after Christmas. So uh, if anybody decides to get a hold of me, we'll discuss it again after Christmas. Uh, and see what other parents are doing and what age they revealed and how they revealed because that's important too. If you're not sure how to talk to your kid about it or when to talk to your kid about it, uh, maybe you could hear from other parents about how to do it and when to do it and, you know, just kind of get a guideline because that's that's something that no parent wants to go through. It's, 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 it's a disappointing time for a parent to go through that when, you know, knowing that your kid has lost that little bit of innocence. Um, so... I don't know. Figuring out the right way to do it is important. And that's why I want to discuss it. And that's why I really hope somebody takes advantage of my email address and or messages me or something. 
uh, and we'll have something to update next week. Uh, I will upload the picture of us at Cabela's in case anybody cares to see how nice the Santa is at Cabela's. If you live in the Northwest Indiana area and you don't know where to take your kids to get the Santa pictures, seriously try Albany's Candy Factory. Uh, South Lake Mall or the Mall Santa in any area is tempting because it's right there. It's convenient while you're doing your shopping and blah, 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 blah. But I'm telling you, the Albany's one is always a better Santa, a better backdrop, and you end up spending less on the pictures, and the pictures, I feel like, are better quality. So that's the biggest tips I can give you. Albany's or Cabela's, nice pictures, good Christmas pictures. Um, Elf on the Shelf. I don't need to go anymore. I don't need to. I talked about Elf on the Shelf enough. Um, Yeah, that's it. That's it. You You know the rest. Find me on Facebook. Uh, as always, check out the other programs on the Journey into Comics Network, um, journeyintocomics.com. Uh, there's going to be some exciting stuff happening on Journey into Comics, I feel. Uh, for one thing, we're changing seasons uh, soon, so I think there's going to be some shows uh, ending for the season and some of them coming back for the next season, And uh, I think. I think that's how it's done, right, Nate? I don't know, man. I think so. This is my first season on Journey into Comics. I've I've been listening to some of the shows for a while before I got on the network, but uh, this is my first season being a part of it and actually seeing the behind the scenes of it. So I think that's how it works. Like I said, Kids for Sale is going to be taking a break after the season's over, but I got at least one more episode with you, maybe a couple more, um, and then be on the lookout for the next show to get this slot. Uh, Journeyintocomics.com, though, has programming for everybody and every day of the week there's new content so check it out great shows on the network some great podcasters some great uh guests some funny shows some you know informative shows there's something for everybody and uh check them out get on the patreon a couple bucks a month you get extra access to you know you get early access to certain episodes you get some bonus stuff every once in a while and it helps the network keep going. So if you like these, if you like my program or programs like Journey into Comics or uh, Foodies Watching Movies or Adulting Ain't Easy, um, anything on the network. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody else on the network. I'm 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 getting tired. <laughs> so I, I don't want to just keep listing. But it, there's something for everybody. Check it out. Patreon, a couple bucks a month. It does everybody a favor. Uh, ramble, ramble, ramble. I'm bad at closing shows. So the end.